Hey, welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of SVT. What's up, Vince? What's up? What's up? We got Tim on, as you know, the ones and twos, working in the back, taking care of tech. What's up, Tim? Hey, what's going on? And uh, this week, you can hear me because I pressed the button. I actually Yay. pressed the button this time. Out of bed. Out of bed. Nice the, hustle out there. The tech guy knows how to <laughs> use the board. I know how to Great. do things now. Yay. <laughs> uh, as you notice, there is no Tyler tonight. He called out sick, but he's not sick. That fool is, I guarantee you, he's at a bar eating pizza, watching Monday Night Football because his Eagles are taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. So <laughs> He's, pray, he's uh, playing hooky. He's playing hooky. He, but... He's got the black long paw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Welcome back, everybody. I was out last week. I'm sorry that you didn't get to see my beautiful face, but you got me this week. <laughs> um, Vince, it was another super duper exciting week of football. I know you're a happy boy. I'm a little yeah. bit sad. Um, <laughs> but before we, we go into uh, our teams, per usual, per the script, let's uh, let's go through some NFL scores. All right, so um, let's begin on Thursday. The Ravens and the Bengals played. Baltimore ends up getting the win 34-20 to 20 over Cincinnati, but it came at a huge cost. Yep. Um, uh, Joe Burrow down. He's, he's gone for the year, I think, right? Um, yep. he's yeah, gone he's, for, he's yeah, gone. He's, he's done. And uh, Mark Andrews may or may not be back by the end of the year. We're not sure. Um. Yeah, it's just it, Thursday That's, night was a really rough night for a lot yeah. of fantasy uh, teams. And, you know, with Joe, Joe Burrow going down, there goes Jamar Chase. There goes all your ancillary options as well. It's just rough night out in the out in those uh, Cincinnati. Excuse me. They were in Baltimore, Baltimore streets uh, on Thursday. So uh, let's turn our attention to Sunday. The Texans over the Cardinals, 21 to 16. The 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 commanders could not get the job done over the Giants. Giants win 31 to 19. Uh Danny Tommy, DeVito. Danny went DeVito. Off. <laughs> Danny DeVito goes off. You know, I don't what are you doing, Commanders? What are you I doing? Know. This is that's a that is a dumpster fire of a team, man. Uh 31 points to good grief. Moving on. The Packers uh do it again to the Chargers, 23 to 20. And uh, I sent you guys some links of the Brandon Staley pressers after yeah. the game. Did you guys get a chance to see these? Uh, no, 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 no. Oh um, my I, God. I go, go. I, yeah. Tell us about it. Oh, he just, I sent the link to, to everybody on our chat, on our uh, uh, text thread. Right. Uh, but Brandon Staley was just losing his mind. Uh, just going off on reporters. He calls the defense. So he's a, def he was a defensive coordinator. And mm -hmm. the so he calls the defensive plays and the offensive coordinator calls the calls the offensive game. So he he doesn't do any play calling for the offense. Um, so he calls the defense. And some of the reporters were getting on him about, do you think you're gonna like hand over play calling to your defensive coordinator? And he was like, No, I call the defense. The defense is the problem. We stopped, we stopped the run, we got after the quarterback. You know, it was losing his mind. Stop asking me that question. You never need to ask that question ever again. 
Uh. So it just looks like, you know, he's cracking under the pressure and Mm -hmm. he's probably getting it from his players. There's probably pressure from your boss down. Yeah, this is Uh, their third year. I believe they've lost a dozen games by a field goal or less. Right. uh, Since he's taken over in 2021. Uh, yeah, there's still just, these issues of clock management and situation mm-hmm. management, and they can't hold. And they can't hold on to a lead. They can't. They added. They, they yeah. added Khalil Mack. Uh, Bosa might be hurt. Um, so there's problems in. Uh, I almost said San Diego, but there's problems yeah. in the in Charger Land. Um, but yeah, the press conference was off the hook. It was ten out of ten dumpster fire. I oh, love nice. it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. The Browns beat the Steelers in a snore fest, thirteen to ten. Uh, I, the the Kenny Pickett's not good. I told you this. Um, uh, I do not believe in Kenny Pickett, and this is just one of many reasons why Deontay Johnson is like an all-world talented wide receiver, and he has like two targets, like 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 he has two catches for thirteen yards or whatever. Like that's a quarterback issue. At some point, you know, if you you can't get the ball to your studs, you know, how are they supposed to help you out? Yeah. Um, Najee Harris, uh, looks terrible. Uh, Jalen Waddle looked pretty good, but, um, it's just overall the Steelers can't get the job done against the Browns who really like their defense got the job done, but not that offense, but they, they were able to get it just enough out of that, uh, replacement for Deshaun Watson. Uh, those memes are fire by the way. Uh, as soon as they announced uh, he's uh, like he's done for the year, or like all of the like you know, talking about uh, the 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 masseuses and uh, cowering oh, and fear and all that yep. stuff. Um, yep. Yeah. So uh, moving on, the Cowboys all over the Panthers, thirty three to ten, and it was a it was a laugher. No need to go further into it. The Jaguars bounce back and get the win, thirty four to fourteen over the Titans. Uh, it, yeah, I mean that that's a the top team in uh uh like like in, in the AFC South. Yep. You know, I mean they 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 write the ship. The Lions pull victory from the jaws of the defeat uh over the Bears, thirty-one to twenty-six. Yeah, Jared Jared Goff what through two picks in the first three half. Picks. That, oh, oh, it, he had three total. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then but, he comes back and. Mm-hmm. Gets this team back on track. He, yeah. he was getting booed. Yeah, he was Jared Goffle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they get the win. The, you know, the Lions, they look for real. You know, they they, yeah. they had a breakdown uh, this week, of course, but mm-hmm. they still uh, win. They still get they... the job done. If they were playing anybody besides the Bears or maybe the Panthers, they probably right. lose that game. But you you take advantage where you can and they were able to get just enough to get the victory. The Absolutely. Rams beat the Seahawks 17 to 16. Hell yeah, baby. Let's go. Um uh yeah, that was a comeback too. Uh they kicked a field goal uh in like the last minute and a half or so and then the Seahawks marched down the field. They couldn't uh they they end up having to settle for like a 55-yard field goal and he just pushed it right and uh couldn't yep. Could, couldn't get it in, and there's your ball game. The Bills over the Jets, 32-6, to six, and, oh, uh, uh, Zach Wilson is, uh, he's actually done, like, he's going to the bench. They're going to start yes. his backup. Uh, yeah, it seems like the, it seems like that time in New York is finally over. 
It seems like yeah. they're they're probably going to move off of him because he's not even. A, it just doesn't look like he's improved whatsoever. And right. I mean, when you're tripping just like on nothing, when you're heading out to the field, like it's just an encapsulation of the whole season. And you and, know what? He's so young. Maybe there's redemption later on, but I think it's time for a new scenery, new, new franchise. Um, but I think they're probably going to walk away from him in the, in the off season, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. It's they can't continue with uh, Zach Wilson. It's, it's, it's over. Uh, on Sunday night football, the Broncos beat the Vikings 21 to 20. I didn't watch the game at all. Um, but, uh, did you catch any of it, Sam? I caught the final, uh, I would say five to seven minutes or so. Okay. Um, yeah, the Vikings were, were moving down the field, but unfortunately they weren't able to extend, uh, extend the drive. So they had to go for it on fourth down and you know, the, the Broncos got the ball back and sayonara, you know, um, I, I believe I overheard some commentators like talking about it. It's not without controversy, but you know, I can't, I can't go into the specifics. I was hoping that the Vikings would win um, just because the Raiders are in the division with the Broncos. So I was hoping right. for that, but mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden the Broncos are back back into relevance and yeah, still alive. So that's sad yeah. for me, but Maybe Russell Wilson isn't washed. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I, I don't know. Um, Cortland Sutton is back from the dead. I mean, this year he's, I think he's like number two in touchdowns. Right. This year. Yeah, like no, he's, he's been balling. Uh, yeah. Um, and they got their, uh, what's his name? The running back, uh, the running back back. Monte Williams. Yeah, yeah. And he's, you know, coming off of a big injury, takes a, couple of games, couple of months, I would think to, to get back to full strength of feeling comfortable. So they're, they're getting their pieces back, right. you know? So, um, Sean Payton, we, you may not like the person or like the character or how he conducts himself or insults previous coaches or this or that. But <laughs> as far as, uh, dialing it up and X's and O's, he's a, he's a smart coach. You don't have to like him, but he is a smart coach. It was kind of, you know, when he got hired, people kind of thought the Broncos were going to be a really good team because of Sean Payton. If, if there was going to be any coaches they could fix, uh, Russell Wilson, you know, is Sean Payton, a Super Bowl winning coach. Um, yeah. so they're looking, they're looking a little bit fixed right now. So our yeah. teams, our teams, Vince, <laughs> here we go. Uh, Raiders fall to the Dolphins 20 to 13. Um, I mean, that's a game that we kind of expected the Raiders to not win. Uh, but what are you thinking about how it went down? Oh, man, a tale of two halves. Um, you go into halftime 13-14. You're down by a point. Um, O'Connell hasn't really messed up in the first half. The Raiders had, uh, you know, three turnovers. Uh, maybe two turnovers in, going into the into halftime, and then they get the interception coming out of halftime. Um, so the Raiders were on defense. They did all the right things. The defense really stood up, and, I mean, you held them to 20 points. I checked the spread. Um, I, I, I checked the spread right before the game started, and the Dolphins were favored. It was minus 
13. Oh, cover um, the spread. So you cover the spread and you know what what what's really what's really difficult is you could the Raiders had the opportunity to win the game with a rookie quarterback with a running game that wasn't really going. It was the three interceptions in the second half. Um, you know, it was the tale of two halves. And even then, you still had an opportunity at the end of the game to tie it or win it. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, they fell a little short. It's never easy to accept the loss when you you were you were winning the the the, the battle. You were winning winning the quarter battle, and it was right there. Um, you could have won the game. You probably should have won the game on the road, even though you expected them, the Raiders, I mean, to lose. Um, I think looking ahead, or let me let me start over. I think it just shows you got an interim head coach starting the quarterback. The quarterback coach is now the offensive coordinator and the play caller. You got a rookie quarterback. Um, you got your linebacker coach now as the head coach, and it's it's kind of a similar situation with with Rich Basaccia that took over the team a, a few years ago, right? Where the team is, it's not perfect, but you could see the morale go up, you could see the motivation go up, you could see these players that want to run through a brick wall for this coach. Um, you can see all of that in the game. And I, the rallying I just, around him. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like, I just feel like last year with Josh McDaniels in his first year. And now this year is just a complete freaking waste of time and a waste of these, of these men's careers. You know, you're, you're, you're wasting uh, Josh Jacobs. You're wasting Devonte Adams. Um, I'm not sitting here and going to say that Derek Carr is the greatest fucking quarterback ever to wear. The oh, hey, uh, there's the F-bomb before I could do it. Oh, hey, you know, what are 15 we in minutes. 15 hey. minutes? Um, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to sit here and say that there the Detroit game. Jimmy didn't hit Devontae Adams on two plays. And they were not difficult throws, and he was wide open, and Jimmy missed it. I'm pretty certain Derek Carr would have hit him. And there's some throws that Derek Carr, there were some interceptions that Derek Carr threw that are just mind-boggling, right? Mm -hmm. But even with the Saints, he has, what, five, six, 300-yard passing games and multiple uh, touchdowns thrown, uh, multiple touchdown uh, games. Um, we don't really have that at the quarterback position. So to me, it's just the past two years is just wasted opportunities where should have, could have, would have, maybe you keep Ritz Basaccia, you keep the offensive coordinator, you keep the defensive coordinator. This franchise just lacks continuity events. And I know we talked about uh, Harbaugh come to the Raiders and you know, this offensive coordinator from the Dolphins, Frank Smith, who's a former uh, tight ends coach for the Raiders under John Gruden, and the, or maybe the, the offensive coordinator from the, the Lions, give him a shot because they look so creative on offense and this and that. My honest-to-God opinion right now is I really, truly hope 
that Mark Davis removes the interim tag from from the the general manager and the head coach. And the reason why is you can finally see the defense making significant progress. The only reason why they they they're two and one now, but they went two and zero. The defense really stepped up, and they they're they're you see them getting better. They're making adjustments, and they're hold they're flexing, and they're not breaking. Unfortunately, against the the Dolphins, they did give up some big plays, but the Dolphins make those big plays against everyone. They make yeah. everyone look like fools. And with the exception of Max Crosby, who is on this defense, Marcus Peters is no longer the Marcus Peters of Kansas City. Um uh, yeah. You know, it's 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 a uh, Crosby and company and they held the Dolphins to 20 points. They got they got an interception, they caused two fumbles. They looked really good on defense. And they they stepped up, and I feel like what the continuity going into next year in having Antonio Pierce continue to just be a steady hand, a steady personality at the head coach position, and we see it with Baltimore um, where John Harbaugh was a special teams coach, but he's a good CEO. He's a good guy that that listens to all his coaches and listens to his players. And they're always in a position to compete. They're always well-prepared. It It's great that you hit on the quarterback. You, you got a real one at quarterback. Um, but the Ravens have been competitive for a really long time under John Harbaugh, multiple car quarterbacks, multiple players, that roster being t- turned over multiple times. And I think you may have something with Antonio Pierce, where he's going to hold the players accountable, he you know he's gonna he's gonna put that work in, and also keeping the continuity on defense with with Patrick Graham because you see that the defense is finally stepping up. Now, where the Raiders may have to hire somebody or make a change is probably an offensive coordinator. Maybe maybe this quarterback coach is good enough to be an offensive coordinator. Maybe you do give him the opportunity to be an offensive coordinator. I don't know. Um, Maybe he gets the promotion and he's able to develop his own playbook. But I think the number one thing for this franchise is to keep continuity and being consistent rather than starting over all over again. Because I feel like if you bring in another coach, you bring in a John Harbaugh, He's going to change everything and you may see you may see players get traded. You may see you start off with a new general manager and the general manager is going to say I could get a first round draft pick for Devontae Adams. I could get three first round draft picks for Max Crosby. I could just tear it down and now you're just absolutely starting over again. And I really think this roster maybe Maybe if you get the right quarterback, maybe you're in a you're in potential to to be a contender as far as getting into the playoffs and you sneak into a championship game. But for me as a fan, I want to see this team just get into relevance and get into the playoffs on a consistent level. And we all know you get into the playoffs, it's a crapshoot. You know, um, it's a crapshoot. So for me, that's 
that's what I see. It, it sucked that we lost against the Dolphins because we had them on the ropes, and they're a really good team. They're a contender, and it would have been great to to get that one on the road with the interim coach and all of that. But I look back and I see a wasted opportunity where if you just had a decent head coach, how many games you could have won with just a respectable coach like Antonio Pierce last year and this year. Um, and I'm kind of hoping that they stick with this and have some consistency and continuity going into next year. Yeah, so that's I mean, my that's my Raider take. <laughs> Let it out. I, I'll just tack on that. Uh, allowing Miami's offense is a really good one. They're like a top three offense, and to only to, to hold them to twenty points, um, the defense did their job, you know. Um, yeah. And so you just gotta piece it together, I guess, on offense a little bit. Uh, I'm going to just note that the first quarter in the Kansas City and Philadelphia game is ending, and we have a 7-7 score. So um, uh, Philly just scored to tie it up. Um, So, yeah, this is uh, shaping up to be an excellent game that we'll get to watch the rest of once we're done uh, chit-chatting here. Um, So now it's uh, 49er time. Niners win 27-14 over Tampa Bay. Uh, Brock Purdy, it has a perfect, um, passer rating. That's the first time it's happened for the 49ers since 1989. A guy named Joe Montana did it. Um, oddly enough, Steve Young also did it that year. Um, so those are the three times in 49er history that there's been a perfect passer rating. It's like 158.3 or something like that. I don't know how the math gets there. Um, that being said, I think Brock can play a little bit better. I mean, there was a couple of times like the, the throws were there and the catches were made, but the throws could have been just a little bit better, a little bit more in front. Like, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that that the um, passer rating doesn't pick up. It just picks up like if it was a catch or not. Um, and uh, but uh, this is very nitpicky. Brock had a hell of a game: three touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, he he was clean most of the game, and uh, he just uh, the the first half. They were up 13-7, and in the second half, it was like the third play from scrimmage. There was that 76-yard bomb to Ayuk, uh, something that uh, Jimmy couldn't do, uh, I'll tell you that. And uh, and and uh, he, he didn't throw 76 yards, obviously, but like right. he, he, it was like 40 yards-ish down the field, and then Ayuk made a hell of a play to get the ball and then uh, ran it the rest of the way. That looked great. The one sad note about this game is uh, Talanoa Hufanga, ends up getting injured. Uh, they they reported today it's an ACL tear. It's a clean tear, uh, but he is done for the year. He should be back for um, opening day next year, uh, which is which is a bummer. He's uh, He was an all-pro last year. Uh, it's his third year, so um, he's still super young and uh, uh, really, really, uh, really important to what the 49ers are going to do uh, going forward. Uh, that being said, he's not there. Um, the guy that st- stepped up, uh, it's, it's uh, Tajon Gibson, I think, uh, or no, no, no. Um, I'll have to look it up. Uh, but, uh, the, the replacement, uh, guy, he, he, he let a 40 yard catch go by, go by him, but then he made an excellent play on Mike Evans, uh, on fourth down. And then he, uh, also, uh, had an interception at the end of the game to kind of ice it. Uh, let, let me, um, right here. Uh, Jair Brown is the uh, replacement. He's a rookie. Um, they turn they they turned to Jair Brown, and he made a couple of good plays. He let one bad play get by him, but then the way he responded looked great. I'm I'm thrilled with that. Uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, he was he didn't get sacked a lot, but 
uh, he was definitely um, under duress. And he, he was under duress. He was in trouble uh, the entire game. And so I was, you know, like, even if you can't get to the quarterback, get your hands up, get pressure and uh, just make his life miserable. He did have to step up. Eric Armstead had a hell of a game. That's the guy who was getting to him. It wasn't, it wasn't the guys on the edge, Young and Bosa. It was like Eric Armstead up the middle because those guys were on the outside and forcing him up into the pocket, right into, right into the uh, waiting arms of Eric Armstead. So uh, good to see him get uh, get get some uh, some pressures. And then he actually did get like a couple of sacks, I believe. So uh, overall, I was thrilled with the game. Uh, yeah, how dare they not score 30 points, you know, the nerve yeah. of these guys. How dare, how dare they? they? Yeah. Oh, garbage. No. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, everything's, I'm, I'm, everything's good in 49er. And everything's Land. fixed. It's I'll, Super Bowl or bust back, back to Super Bowl uh, or bust. Yep. Back to Super Bowl or bust. Uh, uh, I mean, I told you, I wasn't worried after the three game skid because of who was missing. Um, uh, but then you get those two guys back, you get Trent Williams back, you get Debo back. All of a sudden, everything on offense is humming again. And uh, they're right back to where we were before that three game skid. And we'll just, we'll, we'll see what happens. And um, with the defense losing, losing Hufanga is not going to be fun, but the rookie looked capable in the uh, limited play that he got starting in the third quarter. And so now he'll have a whole week to get coached up and uh, uh, hopefully he'll make some more plays. I do know that I saw that in college. Um, he was like, uh, he had like 10, uh, interceptions over the last two years. So like, he's a bit of a ball Hawk, man. So, yeah. uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him get his chance and it's going to be, I hope it's going to end up being really nice. You know, um, Absolutely. CMC started a new streak. Thanks. Uh, thanks dad for pointing that out. Um, uh, CMC gets back into the end zone after a one week, uh, absence from it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, uh, there's, there's your football scores. Uh, I am not going to share screen, but I do, but we are going to do our picks. Um, just because uh, uh, I I got my, my my everything's not set up properly for me um, to to share, but I can I can what? read it off to you. I know. Okay. I know. So right, uh, I'm playing with uh, Tyler's thing since he's not here. Uh, the first hey, game. Whoa, hey, no playing with things on air. Hey. Hey, whoa, hey, whoa, hey, hey, hey whoa, hey. hey. All right. Let's, All right. <laughs> uh, let's move over to some pickums. Yeah, uh, that's, since that's you right. Got the, since so so the I've, screen, I've got it, you, you I've got it me. ready. Me, it's just you and me. Um, Tyler got some of his picks in, but not all of them. So he'll have to go back in and fill them out later. Uh, so we got a couple of games on Thursday, actually, because it's Thanksgiving. We got the Packers at the Lions. The Lions are seven and a half point favorites. Lions. Yeah. Yeah. There's no reason for us Lions. not to pick the Lions. Yep. It's 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 the Lions. There's that they're gonna get the job done. Commanders at Cowboys. That it let's see, that line is oh Dallas Cowboys minus eleven. So Cowboys. Yeah, it's I, I think the, the Cowboys. I think, I think but... the commanders are are I mean, I think they're folding. I think they know Rivera ain't gonna be there and you know, I, I, it's just time. <laughs> yeah, totally. It, it's over. Yeah. So, uh, next is 49ers at Seahawks. Uh, the 49ers, I believe they're seven. Yeah. Seven point favorites. Uh, yeah. 49ers. Yeah. Same. Uh, 
like I said, I'm I'm never not gonna pick the 49ers. They're a really good team. They they're capable of beating everybody. Um uh yeah. Moving on. So there's your Thursday night. Um uh so we got we we actually have a Friday, Black Friday game. Oh we wow. have the Dolphins, seven and a half point favorites over the New York Jets in New Jersey. Um yeah, Dolphins. I, I, man. Yeah, I have to imagine. Yeah, we're all picking the Dolphins here. Uh, D-H-I-N-S. There we go. I can type. Uh, okay, so let's move on to Sunday games. Uh, we have the New Orleans Saints at the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta is favored by one. Uh, well, I think Derek Carr is out, right? Uh, yeah, I think I, Derek Carr is out for a few weeks. Yeah, that's probably it. Atlanta minus one, and it's where? It's at 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 Atlanta. Yeah, and they're they're gonna go with Desmond Ritter again. Yeah, they're going back to Desmond Ritter. When you have two starting quarterbacks, you have none. So Desmond Ritter could screw this up for him. You know what? I'll take the Saints. At this okay. point, it's just a it's a coin flip. I don't I I don't trust the Falcons at all, and so I mean, kind of where I'm at. Yeah, exactly. Um. I really want um, Arthur Smith, the head coach of the state of the um, Falcons to go bye-bye. Um, and the only way that happens is if they keep losing. So uh, go saints. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, so enthusiastic Steelers minus one at Cincinnati. So that's obviously adjusted from uh, what I would imagine would have been had Joe Burrow been healthy. And remind me who the backup is. Who's going to be starting for Cincinnati? Do you have I, that? I don't even remember. I don't have his name. Um, it's uh, not here. Um, it's some nobody. I think I saw a meme uh, where his, him and his like left tackle played together in high school in Cal in like Folsom. So, man, um, Cincinnati, Bengals quarterback i gotta see this before i make a decision great mm -hmm. radio great yeah. podcast it's absolutely jake, yeah jake browning that's the name yeah jake browning jake browning um you know what i'm gonna go it's i'll go with the Bengals. you're gonna take the Bengals. okay take so the Bengals. i'm gonna roll the dice all right, so I'm going to go with coaching and choose the Steelers, even though I hate Kenny Pickett. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's that, that that's where we're at there. Um, oh, here we go. This is a suck fest. Um, Carolina Panthers at Tennessee Titans. Titans are three-and-a-half-point favorites. I'll take Tennessee. Yeah. I feel like Tennessee is still – they have a better roster. I think they're still excited for their rookie quarterback. You yeah. know, so I still think they're – they're still playing for Vrabel. Um, yeah, yeah. Vrabel's a good coach. You know, like I, he's proven that he's a good coach because um, Tannehill was quarterbacking that third and he was winning. Team. And uh, yeah, he's he's nothing to be. I kidding. just think Carolina just doesn't have a a good roster. You know, they they just don't have a lot of talent right now. Yeah. Um. So let's see. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Indianapolis Colts. Colts are favored by two points. I actually take Tampa Bay. I I think. Uh... I think you know Baker Mayfield fits pretty well there, and you know they're a decent team. They're not, they're not well, you know they're not going to yeah. be a uh, the they, they Super can stop Bowl contender. Run. Yeah, yeah, so I think um, I'll take Tampa Bay. Okay, um, I think I'm going to go with the Colts actually. Um, 
I, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I think there's enough talent around, um, um, mullet man, uh, Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm going to pick the, uh, the Colts because they're the home team. I guess there, there's no other reason for that. Uh, Oh, talk about suck fest. Okay. Um, new England Patriots at New York giants minus three and a half to the Patriots. Uh, huh. that is not a pretty game. Uh, I'll take Danny DeVito and the Giants. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? Um, we know we, we know Mac Jones is garbage. Um, we assume that Tommy DeVito, his real name, uh, is garbage, but we don't we don't know that for sure yet. Um, and he's uh, he's playing better than Daniel Jones was. Um, I will say that uh, Daniel Jones is somebody that I did not trust. And uh, he's a reason why I did not pick the giants to make the playoffs at the beginning of the year, because I thought he would come back to earth a little bit. And um, he didn't just come back to earth. He went and got his career buried six feet under. So uh, that being said, uh, I'm going to go with the giants as well. Uh, yeah. I think that's how that's going to shake down. Uh, let's scroll down for the next one. It's Jacksonville Jaguars at Houston Texans. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, That's going to be a Jaguars really fun are, game. Ja- Jaguars are one-point favorites, uh, and they're playing in Houston. You know what? I've been on the Jacksonville train all year, mm-hmm. um, but something special is happening in Houston, and uh, I'm taking the home team. Um, I'm going with the, the Houston Texans. Okay. Uh I am going to take the Jaguars. Um I just I I, I think they're a slightly better team. Um Houston's a fun story right now. Um uh and I can't wait till they get even more talent at uh in the offseason to help surround uh surround CJ Stroud who by by all I all accounts right now everything we've seen he looks like the real deal so far. So uh can't wait to see him get, uh, you know, an actual running back instead of, um, the corpse of uh, Singletary. You know? Right. <laughs> um, let's see. The next one is Cleveland Browns at Denver Broncos. Broncos are one and a half point favorites. Where are we going with this one? Oh, you know, this is in Denver. Yes, and they're one and a half point favorites. Oh man, I'll take Denver. Mile high. Uh Broncos country, let's ride. That's right. Yeah, oh, that's I mean, I would I want the Browns to win. Right. But I think the Broncos will win. With with the the uh shortcomings at quarterback uh with the Browns now. Yeah, I think I think the Broncos get the job done as well. I just um, yeah, I, I'd love to see Russell Wilson lose, but I just, I, I, I don't see it right now. I think they're, I think they're capable of scoring, you know, 17 points and that's all you really need to beat right now, uh, to beat the Browns. I think you don't need to score a lot to get the job done. Uh, you just can't run while doing it. Yeah. Okay. So we got to pick them basically at this point, the Rams at the Cardinals. Rams. All right, Rams. They they did just get the job done 
uh cooper cup is day-to-day right now uh so that being said the cardinals just it's kyler murray and and really nobody else uh james connor is there but uh he's just working his way back from injury as well uh this is tough because it is a pick em. The Cardinals aren't the home team. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams, though. I think I think they're just uh, they're just better coached, I think. And that's what it's going to come down to. Alrighty. So what's the next game? We have the Chiefs oh, uh, against the Raiders. That's um they're in Las Vegas. It's a nine point favorite uh for the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, you know, I want the Raiders to win, but the Chiefs probably, uh, they probably get the W. I, I would think so too. It's uh, no disrespect, but it just it is what it is. Uh, the Chiefs are a vastly superior team uh, to the Raiders at this point. The Buffalo Bills at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are three and a half point favorites. I'm taking the Eagles, man. Um, despite whatever happens tonight on Monday Night Football, the the Buffalo Bills. I mean, they s- fired their offensive uh, coordinator. Ken Dorsey's mm-hmm. freaking out in the press box. Yeah. Um, trouble in Buffalo. Um, there, there's something going on there, and I don't see it getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm also on the Eagles and uh Tyler hasn't put the Eagles cuz it's further down the spreadsheet. I'm just going to do that for him cuz I know for sure he's going to pick the Eagles. Uh so then that leaves us with the uh two games left, the Baltimore Ravens traveling to Los Angeles to play the Chargers on the Sunday night football. Ravens are 4-point favorites. Ravens, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think this could be the game. Maybe Monday morning, maybe uh, Brandon Saley gets fired, depending on yeah, how this, it goes. This, yeah, this, this might be the straw, uh, the straw that broke the camel's back for Staley. This is between the uh, the outburst you talked about earlier, right. and uh, just the Ravens. What I assume will be an absolute demolishing on national television. That'll be the end. Um, Ken Dorsey got fired after a nationally televised game. Uh, we could be seeing the same thing happen again right now and, uh, uh, this week. And uh, Josh McDaniels, Halloween, Monday Night Football. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll be dressed up as a turkey hanging out with the owner uh, when he gets uh, when he gets the axe. Oh, that's so brutal. All right. Moving on. We have the Chicago Bears at the Minnesota Vikings on Monday Night Football. The Vikings are three and a half point favorites. And I, I have to assume we're we're picking the Vikings, right? I'm taking the Vikings. Yeah. Uh, even with their uh, backup quarterback, uh, the Bears are just not good at all. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that Justin Fields kind of has this little connection going on with um with the receiver DJ Moore, but other than that, it's just the cupboard is bare. Um, bare. Get it? Yep. Ah, uh, uh, rawr. Okay. Good moving. All right. That was a good one. Classic Vince. Got him. All right. So there are your picks and we are all set uh, on football. I believe that's the, uh, yeah, we talked about Deshaun. He's out. Um, Mm -hmm. Hufanga's out. Did the pick him. So, uh, yeah, 
Let's turn uh, our attention to oh yeah, give me an update. What's oh, the on? score it's still seven seven, six fifty one left in the second quarter. And uh it looks like Andy Reid is actually yelling a little bit. And it looks like there's a little bit of rain happening. So uh maybe the game's gonna get a little sloppier. Uh we'll see. He's just upset that the rain is diluting the Kool-Aid. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, he's uh, um, wearing that red jacket, he looks a little bit like the Kool Aid Man. I should know. <laughs> so do I when I wear my Niners stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. All right. Moving on to uh, our least favorite sport right now. Which yeah. Is absolutely. Baseball. Yeah. So, whew. um, just two quick points before we really rip this fucking bandit off. The league is going is likely to implement an 18 second clock with runners on base in 2024. It was 20 seconds this year in the first year of having the clock. It'll it's a way to shave another five minutes off the game. Okay, cool. Yeah, leak that line. Uh, the 2025 All Star Game is going to be in Atlanta. Uh, it was taken away from Atlanta in 2021 because Atlanta was being a bunch of, uh, or I guess the state of Georgia was being a bunch of jerks uh, and trying to take away rights from people. So MLB had to make a token stand. Uh, So, yeah. Okay. There we are. There's your update. Now let's let's All right, Vince. The A's to Vegas saga drama continues. And I mean, so the, the owners approve it unanimously that the A's can leave Oakland and start working, you know, start moving to Vegas. Um, so they approved it unanimous. Um, so all owners um, bend the knee, give John Fisher what he wants. A guy who is a billionaire, never invested in this club, trades away players and is in constant rebuild mode. Um, is being rewarded for owning and operating uh, at a shitty level. Um, so that's where we're at. There's a lot to break down. There's a lot to cover. There's a lot to discuss. Um, but just off the top, Vince, what what are some of your thoughts and feelings just on that initial um, – just got punch on Thursday morning. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we've documented how absolutely livid I am. Uh, and we all are really with uh, John Fisher and just how he's done everything in his power to make the real life major league happen. And he's finally got his wish. Uh, attendance dipped down to a point where he can say, see, I don't have support here. But then the thing that, that a lot of people will skip over a lot of people in the comment section of, of any video on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, what have you, whatever it is they they, they don't talk about how he depressed payroll. We talk about that all the time. He raised ticket prices. He raised parking and concessions. He, he raised the price of everything to make it to the point where Families don't want to go to the game. They're not going to spend their hard-earned money on on a product that is terrible and is and and he like like just just overall every time they do a teardown and then they trade people away 
and then the 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 pieces they get back are just not as good as the pieces they gave away and we've been experiencing that cycle and every time they go through one of those you lose a huge chunk of the fan base and some of them come back but a lot of them don't and so he's been just chipping away every like like every one of these cycles we you lose a, a a chunk of fans and they don't come back and you lose another chunk and another chunk and another chunk to the point where in April when he announced that there was a deal in place for Vegas and like and they were going to go to that wild wild west site that was kind of the last straw for a lot of people um others like you know we we kind of got together and did the reverse boycott and there was a lot of other events um fans were selling chanting sell the team at all-star game and and other people's stadiums and it was it was nice to see baseball fans uniting against the owners uh, and we don't we knew that the owners were going to do this that's the other thing yeah we knew. we knew this was coming there's no like like it was already the fix was in i believe right. is what uh, david sampson said uh, right. on his on his show i think so, what we didn't yeah. know was some of the some of the contingencies if you want to call mm-hmm. them that that are in this approval yeah and I want yeah. to start with if if the A's do end up in Las Vegas, if that happens, there's a contingency that John Fisher, because the fear is or was, and it still could be, that he moves them to Las Vegas, and the moment they're there in the new stadium is that the valuation of the club is just so high that he's just gonna he's just gonna flip them. Right. So they literally put a flipper tax. That's they right. literally put it's like 20% if he flips it but in the first like few years. Correct. And then it, it progressively goes down to like 10 correct. or something like that. Because his fellow owners have waived the relocation tax or fee, which would be what it was like two hundred million dollars or something like that. Minimum three hundred, but yes. Three hundred million. So they waive that to get him to Vegas. And if he sells the team, I think it's like within 10 years, he's going to have to pay 10 years from today, 10 years from today, not 10 years of going to Vegas. Just to clarify. Yeah. And each year, I think the first three years is like what Vince said, 20%. And then that gets divvied up with the rest of the owners. Um, And then whatever additional profit is, is that that's what he gets. Um, and then after the three years, from what we understand, is it it trickles down until that final year. Um, the other thing is, let's say they, they, they end up in Vegas, is that the East Bay, Oakland and the East Bay and the surrounding areas cannot be absorbed by the San Francisco Giants. So in theory, what this means is possibly expansion in Oakland. Um, that's, we yeah. don't really know. I mean, right. I mean, I would love for an expansion team to come, t- come in at this point. There's, I don't give a damn if it's the A's name and color staying in Oakland or not. Um, there's actually a part of me that would welcome a brand new, fresh, clean start, um, including the name at this point, the name has been so tarnished by this guy. Right. So. I so think I, and I we, we talked about this a little bit in the pre-show, which was if somehow, some way the A's stay in Oakland, 
in our terminal is green lights. Like, and not everybody is going to agree with this and not everybody shares the same sentiment. And if the A's stay here, that's like, that's great, right? Awesome. But if John Fisher still owns the team, you do you do you really think that fans are just going to come in and support this franchise with a fervor? And I think as long as John Fisher owns the team and they're in Oakland, I don't I don't think anybody is really going to support the team. I think with the new stadium, you you may see that first year like people because it's a new stadium, there's going to be a lot of energy. There's going to be a lot of people who are just excited that they're going to stay here and there is a new stadium and they're going to want to check out the waterfront and all of that. But unless he actually starts spending money and competing, um, I think you're just going to have the same situation with the shiny new stadium because he's tarnished it. Yeah. Um, that's the, another thing I wanted to bring out up about expansion just because the the area is open doesn't mean that the Giants aren't going to start putting billboards and shit up in, of course. in Oakland either. Of course. I mean, they're, they're going to, it may be open as far as like it's being held for possible expansion, but it, 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 I would be shocked and astonished actually at this point, the way that they're basically burning the city of Oakland, major league baseball. I'd be shocked if they end up getting the expansion team. And once this round of expansion, because uh, they're going to expand to 32, they're going to get two more teams. That's going to happen. But if they don't choose Oakland, let's let's say it's Nashville and Portland instead. Then then that's, Oakland will never get a – it'll never not, happen. Like the, 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 the next shot Oakland would have is if the league expands to 36. Which is like, – And, I mean, that's – if that does happen, we're talking – 30 years from now i mean at best at best like like when this round of expansion happens i i just don't see i i think oakland's gonna get shut out and at that point i wonder if manfred is going to change his mind about oakland being an open site it may be one of those things where the giants can have like dominion over it but oakland gets to retain its right to try to become a, a major league city again, like to try to apply for expansion. Like that'll just kind of be a thing. It'll be not quite like San Jose. Um, they'll have a little bit more freedom to, you know, try to get an expansion team. But I just, I, I'm, I, I, I have this sick feeling yeah. that Oakland's done for base for, for pro sports in general, but especially baseball. I think I, I feel you, man. I, I, it's, and it, it, it I know the mayor sick. Yeah. I know the mayor is coming out trying to say that, uh, you know, trying to leverage that the A's will need to, the A's need to stay in the market until the Las Vegas stadium is built because I don't know if anybody, whoever's on watching right now, the A's actually have a really good media deal with their, with their local CSNs. Really good. Um, well over 60 mil a year. Right. Well over. Yeah. So they're they're getting 50, 60, 65 million in media from NBC Sports. That's that's in Forbes. That's in SI. It's it's public information. You can go and Google that and verify the exact dollar amount. But between that and revenue sharing, 
the A's are collecting $100 million between those two forms of income. Just with media and revenue sharing, they got $100 million. And we know the- was under 60, by the way. Well under. Well under 60. So like barely over 50, I believe. Right. So when you factor how much th- their payroll is, where's the rest of this money going? Like, where's, th- where's this money been going? Because a, p- a percentage of it, you got to put away into the savings because you know contracts are growing. You know, you got this potential stadium that you got to pay for. Where's the money? Why? How come you don't have the money to pay for it at Howard Terminal or in Las Vegas? Because you, you needed a handout from the legislator from Nevada to pay for the stadium. So for years, as long as I can remember that this, this franchise has been on revenue sharing and been on billionaires welfare. So where's the money? Where's it been going? And we know where it's been going. It's lining these people's pockets. The other thing I wanted to bring up, Vince, is this $380 million that's being handed out by Las Vegas to the A's is only for the Tropicana site, this nine-acre site. So there's already talk that the A's could potentially be looking at other sites but they don't want to make that announcement until later on down the road. And the reason why is if they choose a different site, that 380 million, that 380 million needs to be re-secured. Meaning you got to go back to the legislator. You got to get this money approved again. It's only for this site. So the A's also need to produce renderings, architectures, uh, structurals. Is it a dome? Is it open? Is it, you know, is it retractable? You know, you're probably not doing a retractable roof on nine acres. Um, almost I think, certainly. I, I think it doesn't exist. I don't think I'll, it's I want to say, I want to say the smallest stadium is what Minnesota at like 11 acres and uh, Minnesota's footprint is actually right around nine acres. Um, they're right. actually right around there, but that's an open air stadium. When you right. add that roof, um, it, it automatically adds an extra two, but also too, I think I read, I think I read something about like Minnesota is also like cantilevered. Like it's also, it's like built out over a street or something like that. Um, and I think it's a little over nine acres. I think it's more like nine and a half or 10 and a half or something like that. So the nine acre, the Tropicana site, if the A's build there will definitely be the smallest site in baseball. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's definitely going to be the smallest baseball stadium in sports in MLB. Yeah, it, it, it will be the smallest. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know. These are all, um, Target field acres. The other thing I wanted to bring up is uh, the seating capacity again is the amount of seats that the A's are going to have. If, if you have any, any games that don't sell out, they're, they're trying to say for them, for this to be profitable, you need to sell out every single game basically for over 10 years. Yeah. And if you're, um, 
They're saying that they're going to be able to host other things. Well, like what? Because you got the Sphere, you got Allegiant, you got the T-Mobile Center, you got all of these venues mm-hmm. already in the in, in the casinos. You already have these venues that already kind of fill those gaps. Now, I guess you're going to be 10th on the list if you want to have a concert and maybe you could maybe you could fill some of these these nights in non baseball season but you it just seems like if you're going to have the biggest and bent, the the as far as capacity you're going to go to Allegiant as right. far uh, as yeah Taylor's go- Taylor Swift is going to Allegiant, going to Allegiant. she's not going to go to the baseball stadium yeah if you're going to do a state of the art graphics and imagery and lasers and shows you're going to the sphere like you're not doing this at a baseball stadium i'm not saying you're not going to book it at all but you're not going to get there's you're not going to get the biggest musicians in the world to be at that stadium when they can triple their amount of money by going to allegiant or even the sphere because the sphere is just so expensive to get in Right. The sphere is um it has a seated capacity of seventeen thousand six and it has uh standing room space it makes it up to twenty thousand. Right. So, so um so yeah, I mean so when you're thinking about but a you're concert, not, you're, you're not putting the on the shows. Back. You're not putting yeah. on the shows that so, the sphere is capable of. Right. I mean so so in terms of just raw capacity, a thirty-three thousand seat baseball stadium, you're probably looking at a concert. Um, capacity of 30 at most it's right. probably more like 25 the, at that point you know I mean I, I'd rather try to joke. get into the sphere you it's know a, exactly it, you know exactly. At, at that point I'll, I'll, I'll take the 5,000 fan hit and go to the sphere instead or I make the jump up to Allegiant and try to get 50 you know and the these Oakland fans Oakland people saying that they're going to go to games in Las Vegas. You're lying. You know, you're lying. You may go to one game a year to support the team. The people that are in support of going to Vegas or, or oh, will everybody follow in the- support, everybody in support of the A's going to Vegas is a cop. No, yeah, for <laughs> real. But what I was going to say is if you, if you're that dedicated to the A's, you're, I'm a diehard. Then what you're not even going to the Oakland game. And now you're telling me you're going to make the commute to go to Las Vegas. And then the, the locals that are, that are supposedly excited for it. You're saying you're going to buy season tickets or partial, partial season tickets. And you live in the area and you're going to, there's no public transportation. So you're going to deal with this chaos of getting on and off the strip. Everybody knows that area is one of the worst areas to get on and off. So commuting in, um, they're not going to sell out for 10, 12 years to break even, even to, to make this site profitable. The last point I wanted to make before I share something is the A's, you're going to want to move into this stadium with a winner. You're going to want to, you you know, you're going to want to have a team that is competing, right? Is, is a world Doing series well. contender is yeah. doing well. That means 
You got to start now. And do you think this team, this offseason even, like if they're really going to Las Vegas this offseason, you should be hearing about all of the young talent that they're they're acquiring that's coming up in the minor leagues. Next season, you should be hearing about all the all the draft picks that they're acquiring and they're signing free agents, young free agents. They're going to start spending now because they're going to start building the team for the future. You think that's going to happen? No, I think they're no. going to they're they're going to probably wait till 2026 or so. So or to 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 like start hyping up guys that are exactly. not as good as you want them to be, you know, like John Fisher's going to deliver dog shit and say that it's chocolate cake. It's this is the best chocolate cake. No, mo- mofo, it's it's dog shit. You're serving crap. Um yeah. I wanted to share something so let me see if I can set this up. Um, screen share. And let me click uh, share sound. All right, here we go. Ah. Uh. Excellent radio here. Oh, here we go. All right. You guys got it? Yep. You can see my uh I can I can see. Twitter. Yep. So this is my my Twitter page. I shared this the other day. This is from the last dive bars account. And they made this uh video. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh share this. In the arms of the With the Quakes hat on him right there. <laughs> <laughs> Every single day, a billionaire is verbally abused. Oh, it's such a hard life. So difficult. Oh, this is heartbreaking. For those who don't know, John Fisher was John Fisher was quoted as saying, "This has been a lot harder for him than it is for the fans." Oh, I love this one with dirt with him and dirt. <laughs> Twenty nine oh. other billionaires still need your help. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Uh, uh, so they went to the AI site and uh, <laughs> I love um, the Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah, this is poor, great. This poor puppy mm-hmm. in his earthquakes hat, new stadium, won't spend a damn dime on that. Hi, franchise. I'm Dave Cavall. Will you be an angel for a helpless billionaire every day? <laughs> Innocent billionaires are abused, beaten, and neglected, and they're they're crying out for help. Please go to lastdivebar.com now and buy the Oakland postcard. And for just $10 a month, only 33 cents a day, you'll help rescue billionaires from their abusers and provide medical care, food, shelter, (laughs) and the baseball stadiums they need. Right now, there's a billionaire who needs you. Please help. That's lastdivebar.com for your Oakland postcard today. Okay. Um... Yeah. Uh god, that's that's horrifying. The um, um uncanny valley um so just that we to, just saw there. Oh my god. Just to um bring everybody up to speed. Last Dive Bar has been a really amazing group over the past few years of just being being fans of the Oakland A's and you know, they were kind of the ones that started this whole um you know, um 
calling the Coliseum the last dive bar. And, and that's kind of how they got famous and made shirts. Vince, I think you have one of the shirts. Right. I, um, yeah. Yeah, I did. Yep. Um, now they're, they're kind of shifting their focus to, you know, fundraising. So opening day of next year, there is going to be a, a true boycott where I'm sure you guys have all heard about the reverse boycott where we sold out the stadium to show that we want to support this team. Opening day next year is going to be a true boycott. So we're going right. to buy tickets for the parking lot, pay for parking, whatever that may be, show up, take part, don't pay for parking. But we're basically going to have a big-ass party in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And It's basically a picket line at this point. People correct. keep saying, like, like, like jackasses in the comments, they're like, well, how are they going to know if you're boycotting? And, like, because it's going to be more like a picket line, we're going to be there in the parking lot, you dinks. You're going to have 10, 20, 30,000 people in the parking lot for nine innings. And that stadium is probably going to be empty on opening day. Mm -hmm. I would say there's going to be less than 5,000 people in that stadium on opening day. And and opening day is traditionally one of those days you can can count on that one. It's opening day, it's fireworks shows, and then the Giants coming into town. Right. Those are like your the days you can honestly count on to have big crowds show up um in the last few years. And we're talking, yeah, definitely under five. I'd I it would not shock me if they were under under three thousand. It would not shock um, me either. Especially um, when they see this big ass picket line, basically, is what's happening. It's exactly. a party, but like we're gonna be there in the parking lot, but not in the stadium. That'll be a hell of a sight for the helicopters. Exactly. You know? And I'm sure I'm sure uh John Fisher and Dave Caval will send their, you know, try to get their security to you can't you can't hang out in the parking lot. You either gotta go to the game or you gotta leave and blah blah blah. Either way, it's a bad look on them. Either way, it's a bad look on them. There's no way to spin it, twist it, sugarcoat it, lipstick on a pig. This looks bad on John Fisher and Dave Cavill. Absolutely. This looks bad on them. Um, I do want to say Google last dive bar because they're selling these postcards and that money is continuing the cause, continuing the fight. Um, but there's this, uh, we've talked about it multiple times on this podcast. It's the first time we're going to mention it tonight. Um, but the schools over stadiums, there's a group in Nevada, uh, teachers union that's trying to get some legislation passed where, um, it would actually be put to a vote that any public funding that goes to a baseball stadium and, and and from what I understand other stadiums that this needs to go to a a vote for the state um, and what they're doing with this money. Um, These teachers need money for books. They need money to rebuild or remodel and improve schools. And that money, they need money for more teachers for more teacher teacher shortage. Exactly. And it just seems like whenever we need, money for our youth to better educate ourselves, to make our society better. We can't find it. But when a billionaire asks for $380 million, poof, there it is. We got it. Um, so we want to support last dive bar and what they're doing and what they're, they're fundraising for and all of that money that's going to be fundraised on opening day during this boycott, all of that money is going to schools over stadium. So the 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 point of that is to fundraise as much money as we as A's fans can 
and get that money over to uh, uh, schools over stadiums so they can continue to fight in in on their side. And it's one of the, it's probably the best opportunity that Oakland has in retaining the A's and keeping Major League Baseball and pro sports in Oakland. Um, so it's extremely important. Um, I think ultimately the dream scenario would be something happens on Las Vegas, whether this legislation gets passed where schools over stadiums wins and John Fisher's dream of going to Las Vegas and stealing those resources from teachers in the state is rejected and he's forced to come back to Oakland and preferably sell the team to an owner that wants to develop Howard Terminal, whether it's all 55 acres or 10 or 20 or 25 or whatever it may be. Um, but this all doesn't need to be de developed and built at once. We got to start with the stadium and then things will go from there. Um, as we've mentioned many times, much of the on-site and off-site structure funding is secured. No matter what these clowns say, the funding is secured. It's on the record. It's legally, you could check up, you could check on federal sites. You could check on state sites. You could check on the Oakland site. This money is accounted for. The only thing that the money is, uh, the construction is going to happen. The offsite infrastructure, that money is assigned. The only money and it's it's all through grants too. It's, it's not all through grants. And it's not putting the city of Oakland's budget at risk either. Correct. And I think that's part of the reason why he doesn't want it is because it's not the city getting it, you know, or whatever. Exactly. I mean, I think that's part of it is where the money's coming from, you know? Exactly. So check them out. Um, tune in, keep coming back to us, and uh we're gonna we're going to keep you guys updated. I'm definitely going to be at the boycott on opening day. I'm not giving the A's any of my money as far as a ticket and going in and getting beer. Um, I could actually see Vince on opening day next year, this thing being a huge hit. And like you said, fireworks night, Giants, Yankees, whenever there's the, the big game, I could absolutely see A's fans packing the parking lot and not the stadium. I could absolutely see this becoming a reoccurring theme. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, if if he if the team ends up staying, great. Um, he needs to go. Either yeah. way, uh, I'm done with him. I, I've absolutely. been. We've we've all been done with him, really. And I'm. I know that I'm never setting foot inside the stadium. I'm Again, unless yeah. uh, unless he's gone and the team is guaranteed to stay in Oakland. Well, you know, like if, he so, if he sold it, let's say he, you know, opening day is Monday, let's say, and he sold it on a Tuesday, Wednesday would be sold out. Yeah, and that's... I get, the rest of the year would be sold out as a celebration, mm -hmm. as F you, let's pack the stadium, let's get some revenue into the, into the franchise so we can, this owner can really go after it. Yeah. The energy would be... A complete 180. Yeah. It, it is. This is a fan base that is like lying in wait for something good to happen at the ownership level. Absolutely. And it, like, let's say I'm wrong and they do get an expansion team in the, in the, the next round for 32. Uh, he, that he, new he, owner, if it's Joe Lacob, if it's Larry Ellison, I don't know. I don't really give a damn who it is at this point. Uh, 
you, you're trading out one billionaire for another. And most of these billionaires are not really people worth cheering on. But as long as they give a shit about our town, you know, that's going to go a long way. And uh, Joe Lacob has uh, put standing in a lot offer. of effort. He has a standing offer to buy the team, uh, but it's not for sale. So I would imagine he's going to be one of the people that pipes up and says, hey, I'm willing to do the expansion uh, because he he sees he's seen firsthand how lively Oakland is, right. you know, as a fan base. He's seen it in person. He for those parades in Oakland, those championship parades, man, like it was hundreds of thousands of people, you know, yeah. and it, it's it, it, it's just we're, we're waiting for something to be excited about at this point. Okay, Absolutely. I think I think we need to move we, on. We beat it, man. I, I'm yeah. tired of talking baseball in the A's. Yeah. Um, and j- just a, real quick, just a disclosure, um, to disclaimer is at this point we we Vince and I talked about it off air. Um, next year we're 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 not going to be covering the A's as far as you know players and scores and what the team is doing. Um. We will keep you updated on on stadium stuff, good or bad. Um, but I'm not going to spend one ounce of energy watching Major League Baseball next year um, until there's resolution in Oakland. And if it's not, if there's no resolution in Oakland, if Major League Baseball is not in Oakland, then I won't give baseball a dime. Um, yeah. And that's just my feeling. You don't have to like it, agree with it, support it. That's my choice um and everybody else is entitled to their own choice but on this show right. you we will not be covering mlb right we will treat them the same way we treat the cincinnati reds you know um if Crickets. there's if there's a national important story to cover we will we will we'll talk about it but like day to day shit we're done yeah we're you done know? so Moving on, Vince. All we got to right. get so, into uh, yeah, the yeah, Golden then, State Warriors. Yeah, yeah, so we're we're already running over time, so let's really hammer this. Uh, uh, the Warriors, they lose all three games this week, this past week. Um, they lose against Minnesota in the in-season tournament. They lose to back-to-back games to Oklahoma City. The Saturday one was pretty exciting, actually, the overtime game. They get the, they get the go-ahead three. But then um, they they don't foul on the inbound, and then uh, fucking what's his name uh, just drops a three uh, as time expires, basically to tie it. And so they go to overtime. They end up losing in overtime. There's six wins, eight losses. It's tenth in the West right now. They have uh, tonight at home against Houston. They go to Phoenix on Wednesday. They're back home for the in season tournament on Friday against the Spurs. So. Um, Heck of a week. We got Wembenyana coming in, so uh, so that's gonna be fun. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, they they they've lost six in a row. This is not good uh, at all, and they, they they'll figure it out hopefully soon. But right now they're 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 on the outside looking in, and it's not a place I like them to be. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that. Uh, that sucks, but we're gonna move on unless you got something else to add for the Warriors, man. No, man, we're 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 way over yeah. and yeah. um they uh, stink yes. right now. I think they'll I think the ship will will get righted to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um 
I don't think it's time to hit the panic button just yet. Um, I guess my hot take on the Warriors right now, and I don't, I don't even want to say it's a hot take. Um, I I just think we're it's it's Clay Thompson. It's probably time that he's coming off of the bench, in my opinion, or he's starting but getting bench uh, minutes. Um, it just doesn't look good. And two years of uh, two significant injuries that has just robbed him of his uh, physical attributes. Um, I think it's just, it's showing and he just does not look like the same player Mm -hmm. and he should definitely not be part of the closing, uh, closing five. Um, He he's a liability on defense. He's not able to, uh, Barry score shots. with any he, um, he's not scoring with any consistency right now yeah so. and he's hurting the team at this point I'm sure we're gonna see flashes of clay of old um but I think these injuries have just robbed him of his uh of who he was and that's really sad I'm not gonna say I feel sorry for him because that's like the worst thing you can say to somebody and and somebody who at the peak of his powers is a top three, top four, top five shooter all time. Uh, I know Vince and I did the numbers a couple months ago about how many points, if you just average how many three-pointers he has, where he would be at all time, uh, and he would be right there, right behind Steph, and he's robbed of that. He's robbed of being in the all-time greats for for three-pointers. So I just think it's time to – give him that bench uh, bench minutes and, and get a new role. Right. And, and at least until he sorts is. it out until, until, and maybe that's what he needs. Maybe he just needs less minutes so he can be a more consistent player in 20 minutes instead of 30 minutes or, or whatever that may be. Whatever so, it is. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, we can okay. move on from the Warriors. All right. On to Wrexham. They lose to Ak- Accrington Stanley two uh, nil. Their next game is at on Saturday at more cam or Bay. I don't know how to say that. It's a, it's fourth tier English soccer. Forgive me. Um, uh, yeah. So they're currently in fourth place after that loss. Um, they're going to be just the, 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 they're still in great shape. Um, they fall to the playoff spots, but they're, they're, they're still in excellent opportunity to move on. So there we are. Uh, now we're going to move on to the sharks. They lose, uh, uh, they lose to florida which was tyler's pick for win of the week last week they win against st louis which was my pick for win of the week i'm right i know all i see all i am the oracle and upcoming this week they got a game tonight at vancouver they're at seattle on wednesday they come home uh to play montreal on friday that is my pick for win of the week they're going to win on friday tyler has them winning on saturday playing vancouver again so um, we'll see how that shakes down right now. I've got two wins. Correct. Tyler has one win so far. We're going to, that's the fun game. We're going to play with the sharks this year is, um, uh, and there's no penalty for being wrong. It's just how many times were you right? Because there's not going to be a lot. There's going to be some weeks where there's no wins, you know? So yeah. we're just going to, we're just trying to pick the one and whoever ends up being right. That's so be it. Um, so yeah, there we are. Uh, that's kind of the end of what we got scheduled. So yeah, that's that. That's all I got, man. That's the show. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> um, I know we we ran a little long, but there was uh, 
a lot to cover. I know the A's took up a lot of time. Um, so if you made it all the way to the end, thank you so very much. Um, I know the dads are out there. I know my dad is out there and I know your dad is out there, Vince. So yep. thank you so much to the dads for, uh, for always supporting. Um, yep. I know we appreciate, I know Vince appreciates you. I appreciate it. We love you guys. And uh, even if you're not our dad, we love you. <laughs> we support you. Yeah, that's thank right. Thank you for right? supporting us. Um, mm-hmm. Because as you know, Vince, a show like this is about giving and receiving and sharing and receiving and giving. Right. And sh- <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you so much for supporting us. Uh, please. Uh, interact with the show. Please keep commenting. Um, That's right. We're on threads now. I just got threads. the thread set. I, I got the thread set up. Um, so you, you can interact with us there in, instead of the uh, Nazi uh, site. So it's the same uh, same handle. handle SVT Sports Pod. Yep. Awesome. Um, yeah. So with that said, uh, thank you again so much. Uh, you're listening to the SVT Sports Pod. Subscribe to us on YouTube, hit the notification bell when we go live. So you're always up to date when we're, when we're going to start the live show, follow us on Instagram and threads at SVT sports pod, slide into our DMS, interact with the show, send us links. Um, as you know, we're going to start sharing videos and things like that during our, our, our podcast. So yeah. Live in this place up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Y'all have a good night. And if we don't see you, Happy Thanksgiving. I know it's Vince's favorite holiday. Ugh, uh, yeah. so, right in the trash. Um, I'm going to go. No, grab but in all seriousness, just uh, <laughs> whether, whether you're having Turkey ham or Taco Bell, um, just spend time with your, with your family and your loved ones and, and give them a hug and tell, tell your closest people in your lives that you love them. Uh, no matter how you feel about the holiday, just spend time with your friends and family and tell them you, you love them. That's all I got guys. I'm out I love of you, buddy. I love you, bud. I love <laughs> I, you, Tim. Tyler, well, you're dead to me. You called out sick. <laughs> black lung. I love everybody. Love you all, guys. Talk to you later. Later. <laughs>